0: All right, here we go. It's BB Today, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Thanks for being with us on this first day of March. I love it when we get to March because I really don't like the months of January and February. There's a lot of cool things that happen in January and February, but the weather, and it's just you just kind of trudge through January and February. But I love it when we get to March because that means hopefully warmer weather is, is coming soon. Now, we're not there yet, but but we're getting there. Uh, Brandon Vote, producer Amory Castillo, thanks for being with us. As you know, the city is still getting over the death of Iron Man, uh, which happened earlier this week. Iron Man's still dead, and of course, we got word today about the nineteen Gila cows, those brave souls that were lost to the guns of the federal government, men with war machines. Shooting them down from helicopters to kill 19 cows. So, starting today, there will be 19 days of mourning here on BV today for the Gila cows that that gave their lives yesterday. We'll we'll have more on that coming up uh, later today as well here on News Radio KQB. I guess some new information on the Gila cow front, and I'll tell you about that coming up. But first, we'll start with guns, which has kind of dominated uh, the roundhouse, which it shouldn't. <clears throat> what should be dominating the roundhouse is crime bills, how to keep criminals in jail, how to keep criminals away from citizens, or maybe things like business. How do New Mexico, uh, how does New Mexico get better at attracting businesses in this state and moving industry in here? And healthcare professionals that we desperately need and other professionals. We need all the professionals we can get. seems like those would be the things that should dominate the legislative session. It has not been. Um, it has been gun control, basically, and the governor in a rare press conference, a rare press conference anyway, because since this whole COVID thing's kind of gone away, we don't really hear from her very often. Uh, however, uh, during this legislative session a couple of weeks ago, she made the, uh, the rare appearance to do the executive orders on CYFD because her administration was looking so bad, even for Democrats that, that have been carrying the water for MLG for years. They really like how what's going on with, uh, with uh, CYFD. And of course, there's some pending legislation on that. She had to go in and do an executive order. So it made it look like she's been doing something on it, even though she's been in a position to do something about CYFD for, I don't know, four years now since she's been in office. But she also made a rare appearance today in, or yesterday when it came to some of these gun control bills, because I think MLGC's the writing on the wall. And we'll take your calls here, 505-243-3333, because maybe, just maybe, there was a, a little bit of uh, trickery going on with some of these gun control bills. And I want to get your, your opinion on that, 505 243 33. because there were some really way out there, far lefty kind of ideas, like, the banning, the possession, the sale, the manufacture of certain weapons. And then you had some things that, you know, a lot of people would agree on. And I understand uh, anytime you say guns and any sort of uh, law or anything that, that goes against what we currently have, I know there's people that, that automatically look at it and say no. That's also my first reaction as a believer in the Second Amendment, because I don't believe in the motives for why they want to get that accomplished, just like the 14-day waiting period. And as I said, to me, it's not that big of a deal. The 14-day waiting period, which is something that that may actually uh, get through, and MLG did talk about that a little bit yesterday. Uh, the 14-day waiting period, it's not that big of a deal to me, okay? Now I understand the argument and the argument is why do you have to wait 14 days to defend yourself? I, I, I get it. But if that was what, it, if that was all it was and these gun control uh, fanatics would go away, I think we could probably find a compromise and say, okay, all right, we well, right, we'll do the 14 days. But you know that that's not all they want. They want you to get that. And that's why they packaged some of these, uh, Some of this legislation together, like they would put a real reasonable thing in with a a real uh, exotic idea that's way out in left field, just so they could see how many people they can get on board with it. Um, Same thing goes with, uh, well, not just with uh, the waiting period, but also the age restriction, saying, you know, from 18 to 21 on, on certain weapons. Okay, if that was the only thing... Okay, I, I, I hear that argument and, and it might be okay, but you know that's not the only thing. And again, you have the same argument from, uh, from, from, uh, from the other side saying, why do you have to be 21 to defend yourself? Or you can get drafted, we don't have a draft anymore, but they could bring it back at any time. You can go into the military at 18 and they give you a weapon. So why can't I have one here in the US? I understand those arguments. But again, if that was the only thing they wanted and they would go away forever, I'd I'd take it, the the age limit. And again, both of those two things aren't uh, that big of a deal. But increasingly, we can't really say that with the Second Amendment because they just keep chip, 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 chipping away at it. And this is where we're at with the, uh, the legislative session this year. But MLG did come out and talked about it today, yesterday. And one of the things which was kind of a big shocker, because she's been uh, banging the drum on this for five years now, when she was running for governor the first time, and, and she was uh, in the caucus with the gun grabbers in Congress, arm in arm with uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi and many of the other national gun grabbers wanting to basically do away with your Second Amendment rights. They were literally arm in arm at one point in uh, in Congress. You can you can find the videos of that talking about gun control legislation when she was in Congress a few years ago. But when she ran for governor, uh, she said she wanted to ban the AR style rifle, and it took five years, but they finally got it uh, in at least the bill circulating through uh, th- through the roundhouse, and she did concede yesterday that her ban on assault weapons, like the AR-15 style rifles, is probably not going to make it, which is a victory. That's a victory for all gun-loving people here in the state of New Mexico. That just means we lost, they lost this round, because they're going to come back next year too. But MLG did have her must-have legislative priorities when it comes to guns and gun control. Uh, Again, we should be talking about crime and crime control, but we're talking about gun control. And the two are uh, on opposite sides. And you have low information voter out there that the Democratic Party in this state takes advantage of because they make it look like, oh, this is all about um, getting the criminals and Associating more guns with criminals, which we know is not the case, guns and everybody, and in criminals that have guns, they don't make that distinction. They want when they when uh, the Democrats talk in this uh, in this state, they want you to read guns as being oh that's criminals. They want you to associate it with criminals, which is not the case, and it's not it's not very fair to. The, the millions of people out there that are responsible gun owners. But she did have her must-have priorities. We'll take your calls on this, 505-243-3333. And it is some of the more reasonable things um, and not, not the stuff that was on that leftist agenda. And that is the waiting period for firearm purchases. Again, not in love with it, but if you go away forever after this... <laughs> which you know it's not going to happen, uh, it would be okay. Raising the minimum age to buy certain guns to 21, and then uh, the lawmakers developing another package worth of gun restrictions. She needs something. She needs something to take back to Washington and her friend Kamala Harris, who married her in the first Manny, who, oh, by the way, another week, here we are in March already. And we still haven't seen those photos. Um, She claims she's married. I haven't seen photos. Nobody has. Soundbites magazine put a bid in for the the wedding spread to have those in the magazine. We have not heard back from the governor's office. But you know there's photographs somewhere. There's no way no one took a single photo of MLG getting married to First Manny. Did she wear white? We have no idea. I, I don't know what it is. People keep asking me these questions. I don't know. Because what happened we to the pictures the I was
1: supposed to see this week?
0: That's right. Another week. And we still haven't seen the photos. But she did talk to us yesterday, and it was her must-haves for the legislative session, which should have been about criminals, but it's been more about gun control. But are you okay with this? We'll take your calls, 505 243 Because, in essence, MLG took the big one off the table, meaning um, the ban on, quote-unquote, assault rifles. So there's some more moderate stuff here as far as gun control goes. And do you think maybe if the Democrats get their way, which all they got to do is show up and vote uh, to get their way, they don't have to twist any Republican arms here. Of all the Democrats show up and vote, they'll, they'll get all of this stuff through. If uh, if they do get the minimum, the increasing the minimum age to buy certain guns, and then the waiting period, the fourteen day waiting period, in will that will that suffice for now? Or are we going to have this fight year in and year out? Because I'm kind of leaning toward that, and especially with any big policy change, whatever it is. And one of my favorite examples, uh, I'll tell you about it coming up next, but it, with any big policy change, the first time you throw it out there, you know, it kind of shocks people. But then when you come back year after year or election cycle after election cycle, soon it doesn't seem that crazy anymore. And that's just shaping a public opinion, especially for low information voters like we have a lot of here in New Mexico. And I liken what's going on here with guns and some of the crazy ideas to another policy change we had in this country just a few years ago. And I'll tell you what that was coming up next on News Radio KKOB. All right, it's BV Today, 96.3 News Radio KKOB. If the Dems get this, which would be just the waiting period and the age restriction. Is it over? I mean, at least for the short term, we know that the long game is they they want to get rid of guns in this country for law-abiding citizens. uh, There's some of them, uh, uh, I, I just don't know if they even care whether criminals have them or not at this point. But it might buy some time here. Now, it's a crazy idea, and it was brought up five years ago when MLG ran for governor. And both of her opponents in the primary also took this up, too, Jeff Apodaca and Joseph Cervantes. And I'll tell you what he had to do, because he's kind of on this thing, too. Or he's kind of uh, with MLG saying, maybe we should just go for the moderate things. We'll get to that in a second. But it's a crazy idea, especially in a Western state like New Mexico, our heritage, our Western heritage, conquistador, frontiersmen. You know and then taking away our our guns a little weird for for the state of new mexico but once you breach something like that when you talk about it at first it seems crazy for for some of us it'll be crazy for a long time i think gun lovers will be crazy for us anybody that supports second amendment forever but for your just kind of middling people that could care less about the Second Amendment or, you know, doesn't don't feel real strongly about it. Maybe they're shocked at first, and then once you hear it a few times, it's not not so bad, or it doesn't give you that visceral reaction. It's the same thing that happened with uh, national health care socialized medicine. Uh, I mean, that idea has been around for a long time, since even the 1800s, but we never really did anything with it. We started to implement it with uh, the Native American tribes around the turn of the century, uh, and then it gets broached again, kind of during the FDR era. Should we just do this for everybody? Nobody really takes it seriously, and then the Clinton administration, Hillary Clinton, and and she goes out there and spearheads this movement with uh, with healthcare. Everybody's shocked. Can you believe it? It didn't take that long. What it took, you know, fifteen years or so. And then we got Obamacare, right? Same thing kind of here with the gun, the gun debate. Shocking, you're going to take away guns, which you are. um, You're going to ban assault weapons, even the possession of them. But, you know, three years from now, five years from now, 15 years from now, all of the kind of wishy washy Second Amendment people aren't going to care as much anymore. And I mentioned Joseph Cervantes. I mean, this guy definitely a gun grabber uh, has campaigned on it, but he's also a politician and he's a realist. and even and he is the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And he has said repeatedly that he isn't interested in passing bills that won't be, get, that will get struck down in court. And that's what one of these proposals was. and that was Senate Bill 171. And that sought the ban, uh, the sale of hollow point ammunition, but along with a bunch of other firearms. And that was rejected this week by a bipartisan vote because as big of a gun grabber as he is, he knew if this thing gets passed, it's just going to get struck down in court somewhere down the line. Um, And he's, he's a realist. He's a politician. And I think MLG same way. Um, I mean she has the you know of course uh, this progressive agenda but she's also a realist and she knows that this time around the salt a weapons ban isn't going to go anywhere that's why she's even telling us that now now that it's practically dead anyway but at least she's acknowledging it. All right 505-243-3333 Tim you're on news radio KQOB. Hi Tim.
1: Hi. I was just yes, shocked sir? on the news. I heard the number one killer of people between the ages of 18 and 45, I thought it was assault weapons. No, it's fentanyl. 110,000 people died last year of fentanyl overdoses in 2022. Over 100,000 died in 2021. That's two, over 210,000 in two years. Well, I thought the number one killer of that age group was assault weapons. Well, it turns out last year um, in Albuquerque, we had 135 homicides or whatever it was. That's counting APD and then, and the sheriff department invested in them that happened in the city limits. So yeah. that's you got to go by. But anyway, we had 135 135 homicides. Seventeen yeah. of them were by knife. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we had... One by car, Iron Man died. Oh, there was one. This was last year. We had several by knife, several by bats. You know how many we had by assault weapons last year? Zero. (laughs) Zero. Okay, the year before, we had one. It was a butt stocking with an SKS. Okay, so a butt stocking, not a shooting. Okay, so we've had Zero homicides for two years of assault weapons, but yet they keep talking about these stupid assault weapons. They're not assault weapons because they are not capable of fully automatic fire. An assault weapon yeah. is a weapon that is fully automatic or mm-hmm. capable of firing full automatic and semi-automatic. That is an assault weapon. And then they're up there talking about machine guns. Well, they've been banned since 1934. FDR banned <laughs> yes. them.
0: Yeah, right when yeah, they put the gold fringe on our
1: flag and everything, they banned mm-hmm. um, machine guns. Right? Well, yeah. you have to have a class three license to own one. Well, there's only a certain amount of class three licenses, you yeah. know. And there's since 1986, they quit manufacturing machine guns. So if you get a fully automatic weapon, the stupid thing is going to be nearly 40 years old. <laughs> so I mean uh, yeah. there, there's not that man. many of yeah. them operating so but they're mm. they're talking about machine guns and they don't know what they're talking about the state legislature.
0: They just want to scare people.
1: Thanks for a call, the people Tim, are so that's, stupid. that's the problem yeah
0: low information well
1: low well, information. low IQ Thanks. that's the problem yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks for a call Tim. and that was one of the things I'm glad you mentioned machine guns because that was one of the items in Senate bill 171. Why would they just put machine guns in that bill, since there are so many federal restrictions anyway with a machine gun? To scare people, and to scare more of the kind of on-the-fence Second Amendment people, the wishy-washyers, and uh, to scare them over to their side by saying, machine gun? Oh, you mean people can get a machine gun? Well, technically, yes, but there's probably literally a handful of people in the state of New Mexico that own a machine gun. There's probably like four people, literally, that have a machine gun or have a license for a machine gun. I mean, there's not very many people at all. All right, 505-243-3333. Who are the crusaders for justice? Well, it may not be who you think they are. I'll tell you exactly who they are next on News Radio KQB. Quick question here. So, if Dave DeWitt retires, which he is, he's done a lot of great stuff for our community over the years. Do we do we have a new Pope of Peppers? Like, do we have to have a, a, a conclave of all the Pepper people, and the white smoke comes out, and we we there's another Pope of Or Is it is it done after Dave DeWitt? More of those questions will be answered tomorrow when he's on the Bob Clark Show here on News Radio KQOB. Uh, but first, uh, we're talking about uh, the gun legislation, and also this group has got a nice sounding name. the New Mexico Crusaders for Justice. Does't that seem like something that you could get behind Crusaders for Justice? I hear Crusader, I think Batman, by the way. Um, and the this is a group of people that have had family members or close relatives, friends that have been killed by gun violence, which again is something we can all support and support those families and look for for answers. And I think in New Mexico, we're missing some of the answers because you look at, and the group uh, New Mexico Crusaders for Justice, they they are one of these groups that want as much gun control as possible because they feel like the more gun control and there are some ideas that they have that i think a lot of reasonable people even second amendment folks could get behind but ultimately underneath there it's we want to get um this, this most strict gun control and we want new mexico to be one of the most restrictive and strict uh, states as 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 we have in a country when it comes to gun control couple that with some other advocate groups like nicole Chavez who ran for for a um, uh, state house got beat uh but her her son uh, Jaden silver died at the hands of violence and she channeled her anger not to I was going to get rid of all guns or get rid of all guns for everybody and criminals are just going to keep them. But she channeled her frustration and her anger into what can we do for victims' rights? Um, How can we make sure that these young people don't die in vain? How do we make sure that we get these criminals behind bars and keep them behind bars? And that's the proper way to channel your anger when something horrific happens to you. Because I'm sure for a long time you're going to be mad at everybody and everything when something like this happens. But when you get to that point where you want to advocate for something, you got to see exactly what it is that uh, you can uh, take a look at and make some positive steps in. In the state of New Mexico, that is criminal justice reform and giving victims. Some some rights, as opposed to what we have seen in New Mexico the last few years, which is let's let let's give criminals more rights than what we have victims. Now here's a little bit of the story from KOET, and you'll hear some of the things that were said by the New Mexico uh, Crusaders for Justice because they're upset, and in this case, not because we're not passing enough bills uh, to to help victims and are against criminals, but because these gun control measures didn't make it. Here's some of the story from KOAT
2: disappointed. It's really upsetting. Legislative crime efforts in New Mexico coming at a standstill yet again this year and members of the New Mexico Crusaders for Justice aren't happy.
1: It's very frustrating that you know they're looking at other bills that have nothing to do with crime and all the crime ones are tabled. It's really sad.
2: The group includes families and friends who have lost someone to gun violence like Melissa Hernandez. We spoke with her several months ago after her nephew was shot and killed at a house party in san miguel county in december 2021 so we caught up with her tuesday morning so often as a family member of a victim of violence you almost feel forgotten and unseen and unheard she along with other members are pushing advocacy towards better crime laws like house bill 21 which would provide funding for victim advocates and law enforcement agencies AS WELL AS HOUSE BILL 43 WHICH WOULD REQUIRE PUBLIC AND PRIVATE SCHOOLS TO ADOPT POLICIES TO PREVENT SEXUAL ASSAULT, DOMESTIC VIOLENCE, HARASSMENT AND STALKING. THERE ARE JUST SEVERAL CRIME BILLS STILL LEFT IN THE SESSION. MOST OF THE OTHERS WERE ALREADY TABLED. FROM FELON AND FIREARM PENALTIES TO PRE-TRIAL DETENTION CONDITIONS. MANY SPONSORED BY REPUBLICAN REPRESENTATIVE BILL REAM. I JUST HOPE THAT THEY could PUT themselves IN OUR SHOES AND JUST FEEL AND SEE THE OTHER SIDE. And um, I think that would change their mind. Despite the heavy outcome, the group is pushing through in hopes of some kind of justice with their lost loved one by their side. We hope that he sees all of our efforts and that he watches over us and guides us in the right path. Now, as for the matters, things are already looking better. House Bill 43 has been passed on the House floor earlier today. As for House Bill 21, it has been approved by the House Judiciary Committee.
0: All right, a uh, little bit of the story there from KOAT. We can get uh, uh, your thoughts here five hundred five two four three thirty three thirty three number to get in because there's groups on both sides that that are upset, and even within groups like New Mexico Crusaders for Justice, um, they wanted some more money. They wanted some money allocated, I guess, for for some of their groups are upset that that didn't happen, and but there's some inside that group that don't like the fact that New Mexico didn't go far enough. With some of these gun control measures at uh at this point or at least at this uh, uh, this session of uh of the new mexico house jason you're on news radio kkob hi jason
1: so my whole point is like they can pass whatever they want to pass but it's not going to change anything they're just going to make us into outlaws. and uh as far as the second amendment goes i mean i'm one of these that, you know, it's written to protect us against a tyrannical government. So, I mean, I know Biden made the joke saying, well, you need F-16s. Well, if I could afford one, sure, maybe, but hell, I mean, if you can get a freaking anti-aircraft uh, weapons and stuff, and it's, uh, nothing's going to pass here, especially in New Mexico until they fix crime. And I oh, mean, no. they need, no, need no. to make it where people are like scared to commit crimes again. It's like, it's bullshit. They just, they let everyone do whatever they want, and
0: nothing happens. They get clapped on the wrist. I got you. Thanks for call. Um 505-243-3333, number to get in. Uh, coming up next hour, Eric Rasmussen. Uh, he's going to be with us. He has been testifying over the last few weeks against some of these uh, gun bills they have. Uh, at the Roundhouse, and, and he's also the proprietor of Right to Bear Arms here in Albuquerque, business owner too, and also a defender of the Second Amendment. We'll have him with us uh, coming up next hour here on News Radio KKOB. But uh, coming up next, at least the Roundhouse made one good decision that will save us some money. And I'll tell you what that was next on News Radio KKOB. You can win at 1,000. 000- All right, BV Today, News Radio, KQB. As we start today, 19 days of mourning for the Gila cows that were killed in the Gila National Forest over the weekend, the U.S. Forest Service, blood on their hands as the genocide continues, the murder of these majestic beasts. To their own admission, they thought they had 150, and they, they only got 19 over the weekend. But it's not over yet. We're still fighting this out in the courts, and I guess some big news on that front, and I'll uh, get that to you coming up next hour here on Radio KQOB. Um, One thing, too, that happened in the roundhouse that's going to save us some money, one thing we can be thankful for, and that is for the third time in the last six legislative sessions, they tried to bring up the the whole front license plates again in the state of New Mexico, which – they have the whole thing of well we can uh get uh, more we can stop more vehicles or we can identify more vehicles if uh, they had a front line that's that's all malarkey okay we're just now taking seriously the fact in in the city not really statewide but in the city of albuquerque they're just now taking it seriously people that don't have any plates on their vehicles and they're actually starting to crack down on that which is good news and i applaud city hall for for at least getting that initiative out there. But to stick two license plates, we can't get enough people in New Mexico to get one license plate. What do you think two's gonna be like? And it's just a straight up money grab. Uh, They get to double the the amount of um, uh, the fees because instead of just buying one plate, now you gotta buy two plates for every car you got. And I'm surprised that they actually Shut it down, but they did. And one of the sponsors of the bill, um, well, Bill Ream has been a sponsor of this bill many times over the years. Uh, this time, one of the co-sponsors, Gail uh, Chassis, Democrat of Albuquerque. So, this is something that has gotten bipartisan support over the years. Yeah, Bill Bill Ream's one of the co-sponsors of this thing again, a Republican. So, it has gotten bipartisan support over the years. Uh, but it's just looking to get more money out of you, because it's really not going to matter whether you got two license plates or just one. But good news from the Roundhouse: at least we we survived that one, and we don't have to do uh, uh, get another license plate uh, for your vehicle. At least this time, they even made an exception for older vehicles. That if your vehicle is over thirty years old, which my truck is not quite thirty yet, I'm. I'm almost 20. <laughs> I think next year my truck's going to be 20 years old. But if your vehicle is over 30 years, it just needs one plate. That was one of the the uh, compromises they made there. Which, again, just a money grab. At least we survived that one. All right, 505-243-3333. Uh, coming up next hour also. This has become one of my favorite shows this year on Fox. It is... Uh, Special Forces, World's Toughest Test, really cool show. And they're having their season finale tonight, and we're going to be talking with one of the stars of that show, Rudy Reyes, coming up next hour here on News Radio KKOB. All right, BB today, 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Thanks for being with us on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. We're just talking about the uh, license plate, the front license plate. Because when I when you travel around or you see other states like texas is a good example a lot of texas vehicles here in the state of new mexico and they've got the double plates and i look at them and i'm like see there you you had to pay double your plates in texas and then i'm like why haven't they done this here in new mexico yet these money grabbing politicians all they want to do is regulate us and license us and here is uh, your your for your in your plates on your car seems like they would they would they would have done this a long time ago. They have it and that's a good thing and it did uh, it did work out into our favor. It was the House Transportation and Public Works Committee they voted eight to one to table the measure. Again, to me that's shocking eight to one that means there was heavy bipartisan support to not do this actually given us a little bit of a break here uh, one of the the folks uh, uh, Diane v Hill uh, of Albuquerque state Rep she said my issue with this bill is it's uh, it's the 20th century solution to a 21st century problem meaning that yeah 20 years ago 30 years ago, Maybe this would have been a better, uh, a better way to deter crime or at least identify vehicles and run to plates and that sort of thing. But the kind of, and this is what V Hill's saying here, the technology that we use now, and especially with law enforcement and police officers uh, and state police and all law enforcement, the kind of technology that they're using, it really doesn't matter whether you have a, a front plate or not. And that's why I think the argument kind of goes cold. Is wow, this is uh, a crime saving, uh, this is a uh, this, is, this is a crime fighting type of thing to have two plates on. Now, just uh, just a money grab. Now, this bill isn't over yet. It could still get revived, but because the sixty day session is, you know, we're down to a little over two weeks left. We're running out of time here. Uh, and it's probably not going to do it. Now, our neighboring states Arizona and Oklahoma also don't have front plates, but as I mentioned Texas does, Colorado does too. They've got they require they're a two-plate state if you will. And New Mexico is currently one of just 21 states that don't require motorists to have license plate affixed to both the front and back. Ohio dropped its front plate requirement in 2020. Which, again, is very surprising. Because usually, with, and this doesn't happen in New Mexico very often, but usually when the government um, puts something in place, it never goes away. And at least in Ohio, they were able to claw out of having two plates. And that's the really sad thing. Because they'll keep trying for this. Bill Ream, I'm looking at you. He's been trying for years to get two plates in, uh, the, the, in the state of New Mexico, when they actually do get it, we're never getting that second plate off, I promise you. All right, coming up next, uh, Eric Rasmussen. Uh, he's been testifying on some of these gun bills. We'll get his insight into what's happened at the Roundhouse. Fighting for New Mexicans for over one.